Hey there, it's Ken Spanky Moskowitz, and this is my podcast. Welcome to Brandwith. On this episode of Brandwith, it's all about brand and strategy versus marketing and content. And here's how this uh, conversation started. Before we dive into this, let me give you some context as to the call you're about to hear. Uh, we started engagement with this client sometime in 2016, and uh, it's a multi-location, multi-state restaurant chain. The, the bottom line is, is that they have nobody manning the wheelhouse. And so back in uh, late fall last year, we started engagement with them, and we did just a one-time campaign to, uh, to help drive holiday gift card sales for the brand. I don't remember what the total ad spend was, but uh, over a 15-day period, they had $1.5 million in gift card sales for the brand. So that was kind of the context, uh, and it was a one-time thing, and we were one and done. I, I think what was going on internally was there were some conversations about, okay, what do we do next? Because they have an internal team. They've got uh, someone who's uh, creative. They've got a deployment person. Um, but the CEO, the founder, is finding himself having to be the strategy guy, the guy who's pushing. And he's spending so much time on brand growth and new locations and acquisition um, in terms of you know real estate that it's really hard for him to keep all of the balls in the air. He's a juggler. And so we started talking about the value of brand. Now, let's talk a little bit about why brand is important. Brand is what's gonna save your business's ass when the economy goes south. Let me explain a little further. You can market and advertise all you want. When the advertising dries up because the market goes south, you have no brand recognition. People don't know you. The marketing stops, the advertising stops, and the brand dies. Brand and brand building creates an indelible mark in your consumer's mind. And so let me give you a little context of that. For example, and I'm going to throw this out to you. I want everyone to, to put on your thinking caps for a second. If you had hemorrhoids, what product would you buy? Exactly. Preparation H. Everyone knows it. It's indelibly marked in your brain, even though you haven't seen a freaking ad for them in probably two decades. Okay? That's one. Brand is the reason why everyone calls a tissue a Kleenex, a bandage a Band-Aid, etc., etc. It goes on and on and on. Brand awareness is what gets consumers to choose your brand over everything else when you don't even advertise. And that's the power of brand. Now, one of the things that's critical to growing a brand is brand strategy. And you've got to think about deployment. And that's what this call is all about. So here's my deal. Uh, I've gotten this far with the guys that I have. And here's what I'm not getting with them is strategy. Right. I get feedback, but I don't get strategy. I don't get somebody that's pushing the agenda, pushing the strategy. I get somebody that is taking orders and doing the work. And I feel like they're doing the work. And so, <laughs> whereas when I talk to you, you're very passionate about strategy and the things that you do. Yeah. But my concern is keeping the brand design in line with what we're doing. And so where my guys know that, they know where the brand is, but they're not pushing strategy. So 
you know, obviously one of my goals is to, or my, my only goal from the get-go has been to help you grow and to help you expand and, and to help the brand um, achieve a bigger footprint. And, you know, you've done a fantastic job, obviously. Um, so I know the brand as a customer. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, my coming in in whatever capacity to help you guys doesn't disrupt the flow as long as it's done in a way that everybody feels like they're a part of the plan and not being not being dictated to or preached to. And I think that's that's really the biggest challenge is is making your your team feel comfortable with an outsider pushing strategy. That's one concern. The other the, the other thing as, as far as the brand voice goes, that's something that I can learn and pick up from you and from the brand, but there's also evolution. It's okay to push the envelope and, and stretch outside of what you've done before to try some new things because I don't think that that hurts you. If anything, it, it opens you up to new potential. That's my Absolutely. opinion. Yeah, and I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. My concern would be to drop my guys and then not be satisfied or have to go through a learning curve when it comes to creative. It's the creative piece that makes me nervous. And it's not that you not creative. It's just it has to kind of flow in what we're doing and where we're going. And so eliminating uh, my guys, my concern is if you can't produce creative, then where am I at? I, can, I have this great strategy, but I don't have the creative backbone. And, and that's where I get ultimately hit a dead end. Okay. And I say, all right, I can keep pushing what I'm doing, but I'm not pushing like I want to. And so I get frustrated with even my own guys is, is that we're not pushing beyond and where we need to go. And so that prompted my phone call to you or my text okay. message. So, so let's talk a little bit about the creative. And um, my, my goal is not to displace anybody. That's not. My goal is just to help move the product forward, move the business forward. And there's some discomfort there, and I know that. But ultimately, the relationship that I have with anyone in a marketing team is friendly. It's helpful. My job is to make marketing directors look like rock stars. We have a client who was a little hesitant at first, and this year they've tripled their budget with us. And she is a rock star to their organization because we've helped them grow exponentially to where they've opened up uh, 14, 13 more locations in one year when they're on target to open up another seven by mid-2018. So oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, they've had huge growth. They're now moving out of state too. They're going to start doing multi-state. So it's it's not to not to cause pain and disrupt. It's to increase the brand. Now, if you could give me an understanding, a better picture of the type of creative that they are doing for you currently, the stuff that you're concerned about. There's obviously something internally, some gut thing that that's concerning you about the type of creative. So. Help me understand everything that they do creatively so that I can get my head around it. We're, you know, we're doing the emails. We're doing print. We're doing mm-hmm. website stuff. And it's, it's done all the creative. 
So it's it's not so much <clears throat> in the social media stuff. It's just doing social media at the and minimal social media stuff. So there's not even really a social media strategy, which is a whole other subject that I'm frustrated with. Right. That we're not using our social media as a strategy to gain new customers. We're we're basically just diving in the same pool and hope that those people tell other people about us. Mm-hmm. So the stra- the strategy is lacking, in my opinion, dramatically. Right. But knows our creative. He understands the brand. And, and so if I turn that creative piece over to somebody else and we don't hit the mark, then I'm in for a learning curve or creative, and I've got no transition to somebody that understands really what we're doing. But it, it still didn't solve my strategy problem, which I think that we have. I think that we yeah. have a, a very big strategy problem. We're not moving in the right direction on strategy. I think the strategy issue is separate from the creative issue and can be completely separate. As long as your strategy communicates to the creative side what needs to be done, then it's not going to be an issue. And I don't care if if you use my company, my team, to actually produce the content, the, the video. That This is going to show you how much I give a shit about you spending money with my company. I, you could hire anyone to deploy. Just make sure it's implemented strategically and properly. I don't care who shoots the video, who shoots the messages, how they're produced. You you could spend money with five different companies to do that shit. I don't care. I just want to make sure it's done right. Okay. Well, this is where I think we're getting closer to where I want to be because I I need a, a strategist, a pusher of an agenda, and somebody that's going to open up more avenues not necessarily somebody who's going to create content. I definitely don't want to disrupt the flow that you currently have because you've been doing it this way and it works and you're getting the messages out. Um, but definitely strategically, we could step in and help guide the brand as far as deploying a strategy that continues to evolve and grow the brand while not disrupting the current relationships and the current process that you have internally. I don't, I don't, yeah. And I don't want to, I don't want to double pay people either, you know, and this is where your feedback is important. It's like, Hey, you know, just so you know, there just needs to be this transition period where I'm like, okay. And I gain some confidence because I can see creatively that there's other people that can do what we're doing. Right. It's just that I'm just being honest. There's been so many times where I've given other people opportunity and it ends up being really crappy and I have to go back and say, can you fix this? It's just not a good place to be in. So do do you feel that good at deploying um, the stuff that you ask him to deploy, but he's just not a creative strategist person? He's not a creative thinker, or is he more of an executor rather than a creator? Okay, if you ask him, or are you asking me? I'm asking you. 
okay, if you're asking me, he's an executor. Okay. Okay. But if you ask him, he'll tell you something different. And and this okay. is part of the problem with him is he thinks he's this person that he's not. He's just a person who I've had a relationship for a long time. He's helped me get to where I'm at now. And if I'm like, I just don't, I don't have the time and I don't want, and I don't really want to work with him three times a week, you know, and brainstorming, you know, and for me to push him in the direction, I have to almost talk to him directly. Like he just seems to have a problem unless it's with me direct. Well, and that might be a little bit protective. That might be him trying to protect a longstanding relationship slash friendship, you know, and I don't know the closeness of the relationship, nor am I judging that. I think that might be where that comes from is is wanting to maintain and protect. Um, So it's like I just don't see his best work unless mm -hmm. I'm working with him. You know what I mean? I'm like, this fucking sucks is what I'll say. (laughs) What are you thinking about? And it's like I'm the only one who can talk to him that way. You know, anybody else talks to him, and he's like, you know, I'm not dealing with that person. But it's true. I mean, sometimes he puts out crap work, you know, and he just doesn't do his best. Nonetheless, that's just the creative part. He's not a strategist. He talks as if he's a strategist. He understands everything, okay, but he kind of needs somebody to point him. Okay. And 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 you're suspecting that he would be resistant to having someone like me yeah. pointing him in that direction. Yes. Exactly. And and I got I got that back in um in the fall and the winter when we were putting that together and I said, "Hey, you, you can't run an ad like this on Facebook. They're going to they're going to shut it down." And he's like, "Well, this is the way we do it." I I understand that, but Facebook has rules of how ads have to be presented. And if he was very, he became very, um, not confrontational, but he was definitely hesitant to to work with us on it. And yeah. um, so I, I definitely picked up on that. Is, yes. Uh, he's the social media guy. He knows a lot, but, again, he's only doing so much. So, like, I'll say, hey, uh, like, we just put this ad out on Facebook or we presented because we're doing Chicken Farm Day today. Mm-hmm. Six ninety nine chicken palm day. So when you go to the store, we're doing a little thing. So you get this little. If you order chicken palm, you get a raffle ticket for just ordering it, and um, you know it goes into a raffle to win a fifty dollar gift card. Right. But the thing that we're doing is whoever you can get additional raffle ticket if you sing the song. Chicken farm, you taste so good, and you let us video it and send it to Facebook to post. You've heard the song Chicken Farm, You Taste So Good? Oh, is it a nationwide is on your side? Yes. Chicken you taste so good. Got it. Done. I know exactly. So it's kind I of know. a big deal, and it's contagious. And I was telling my wife about it, and she's like, what are you talking about? And I said, just sing it one time. Chicken farm, you taste so good. So she right. does it. And now she's like, freaking, he gets this out of my head now. this all day long. It's an earworm. It gets stuck right. in there. That's the trick. You know, it's Chicken Parm Day, six ninety nine. Blah blah blah. Okay, but once I get you to sing Chicken Parm, you taste so good. Where are you going for Chicken Parm from now on? 
But the strategy deployment, the strategy deployment is a little backwards. Because what you're yeah. trying to do is you're trying to get people to come in, right, to get the, the chicken parm special and then record themselves and then post it on Facebook when the correct play in social is to use five or six people internally that are dressed in their normal clothes. Have them go, chicken parm, you taste so good, chicken parm. You get a bunch of them, you string it together. Can you sing for your chicken? Save da-da-da-da. Post your, post your comment here, show us your singing abilities or show us your abilities. And then what you right. do is you build a campaign with social proof from one post. And so, so that's, what that, so that's what I'm talking about. So there's where you shine right there is with the social media strategy where nobody on my team is pushing that. Not a single person. I don't even use social media, and I'm the one that's saying, hey, we could – use this on social media and we need to do this, right? So it's me, again, pushing the agenda and I just it, it's just telling me that uh, I have a problem. You know, I, I'm trying to think of, of how to help move in a direction that helps you, that makes sense, and that doesn't paralyze you while we're trying to make changes. Again, you know, cutting yourself off at the knees with your current company doesn't make a lot of sense in that you, you've got a comfort level, although it sucks that you have to push, and you don't want to be in the position where you're constantly having to push. I don't I think mind what, doing it, but I want, I want to know that somebody is pushing. Like, I'm a pusher. I'm a pusher. Right. I'm a goer. I'm a goer, and I'm going to keep going. But I'm going in so many directions. It's like, you know, we have 500 employees now. We just broke ground on, I just signed a deal in, you know what I mean? Right. How many hats? It's it's hard to, I don't mind getting involved in the marketing, but I need to know that somebody is pushing our marketing agenda all the time. I'm, I'm going to throw something out there that's going to be very – it's different. It's off the wall. I'm just thinking outside of the box. It almost feels like it would work. What if you brought me in – you and I both know as the brand strategist, but internally it looks like I'm just part of the team. Okay. I'm, I'm open to it. Are we utilizing your creative team or my creative team? Well, we can start with yours so that way there's no disruption of flow. Um, and then if you're still not getting the stuff that you want to get, then we can start, you know, migrating. I don't think that's a, I don't think that's a difficult thing to do. So, so, so the biggest, I would love to have a sit down or at least see all of the assets that were produced in the last month or, you know, 60 days by your current company. So I can understand everything that you're doing asset wise, all the stuff he's doing for you. Is he coming up with the creative ideas for the, the chicken parmesan thing, or is that you saying, hey, we're going to do this thing on Thursday? It, it's me. Me. Okay. I am the marketing strategist for our company. Right. That's the problem. <laughs> that is the problem. I have done okay to this point, but now I need somebody who's really going to push us in a lot right. of different directions. There's so many different directions. We are continuing to swim out of the same pool. We're not right. growing, and I'm not the guy to take us to the next level. I'm not it. 
but the creative people have comfort with me and they don't work well with others <laughs> is the problem. I think that they, you know, if their livelihood is on it, they'll, they'll probably do that. But, you know, it's what I told you that really just sends me off into the moon when people say, well, I'm just only doing what I'm told and, uh, you know, shit like that. And it's just like, really? Did you just say that to me? You yeah. you know, said that to me the other day and I just wanted to kill him. Hmm. Worked with you for 15 freaking years and you said, and your answer to me is because you got a bunch of shitty photos from somebody that, and you used them in one of your creative things and I told you they were shitty, that your answer to me is, I'm only doing what I'm told. I wanted to fire him on the spot. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I get it. It's and it's compl- it's complacency, it's comfort, it's a lot of things, and there's nobody there really making people uncomfortable, um, other than you. And they also know that you have your hands on a thousand things. Yeah. Okay. So 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 there's two ways that we can do this that this can play out, and actually there's more than two ways, but I think there's two ways that that makes sense. One is. The outward appearance is you've brought me in as a strategist. I work for the brand. I am the marketing strategy guy. And you and I work hand in hand, whether it's once a week, twice a month, whatever it is that that we are together um, for a couple of hours. We then together are going through the strategies. We're getting everything put together. And then from there, creating the, um, the deployment okay, this, do this, do this, do this. And we do it on a, you know, like a six-month, whether it's a retainer, monthly, whatever. I, I don't care. You and I can figure out the details of that. Then the other option is is that you say, hey, I'm bringing in a new firm, and sorry, but we need to really have someone who can drive this, and so I'm bringing in an outside firm to do this. Now, that's going to cause a lot of upset and turmoil, which is something I'm trying to avoid. And and you desperately want to avoid that, and I get that. But I think those, yeah, those so are the. I, you know, those so, I, so I told you the deal with with, and it's but I haven't talked to you much. So creative guy and kind of our pseudo marketing guy, right? Right. He, he actually does a good job. Okay. But what I also see from him, who's really going to be upset when I bring in somebody like you? If he if was smart, would see that as an opportunity because he would then say, cool, I could get to work with this guy, pick his brain, learn from him, and then become the guy. I, I think that would probably be most upset because it's going to upset the relationship where you're the one working with him. You're the one giving him the marching orders. Mm-hmm. You know, and this this could be an opportunity for to actually become the guy that gives the marching orders. So, but he's the one that is going to feel probably most, because here's the thing, here's what, it's like I'll ask a lot of like questions that are kind of common sense. I'll say like, is there any other way we can promote the chicken parm promo through Facebook, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't get much in return. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm not asking a small question. And I'm not asking an innocent question. I'm asking something, you know what I mean? I right. said, hey, 
how can you advertise on Facebook this offer to outsiders? And his answer is text message back. I set it up for current fans and non-fans. So to me, if if you want to be the guy, then why aren't you presenting a huge opportunity here? It could, well, and, and it could be, it could be simply that he doesn't stay in the cycle of education, knowing how to strategize something today versus ten years ago, five years ago. How how old is he? Do you know? And um, how long has he been doing this? Uh, he's been in media for quite a bit. Uh, okay, I know he knows a lot of people and knows a lot of media. And and, and again, I don't know anything different, Ken. So when okay. somebody tells me that they know, then I assume that they know. Right. So when somebody says they know to you, and you're and they're talking about social media, it's not you're not saying yeah they know. You're going to ask some more questions and, and then figure out if they really know. So like if you if you said hey uh, yeah I I I'm in the restaurant business and and I do this and that, I'm going to know if you're full of shit or not because I'll ask you a couple questions. Right. And I'll know you might not be full of shit, but you just might not be at a level that, you know, at a higher level. And and that right. is my weakness right there is, is the world is about social media, and I don't know anything about it. And so I don't know how they even decide if people that are even working for me know what they're doing. You know, and for me, I, I, God, I wish you – I wish you – I know you don't have the bandwidth to know and learn – um, all of the social media stuff, because to me, that's the best possible position for you as a business owner to be in, that you have all the knowledge, you have all the information that, because then you know if someone on your team is full of shit. And you know if someone that's, someone that's supposed to be helping you grow the brand and the bottom line knows what the hell they're doing. And but I, and I get that you don't have the bandwidth because what you're doing right now is trying to build restaurants in new locations and expand. Yeah, so, and Yeah, my, my thing is I'm getting bogged down with real estate stuff and right. operational stuff. Operational stuff has actually gotten a little easier this past year. It was very difficult last year, very difficult. But... We're doing 6,000-square-foot restaurants now. It's a 6,000-square-foot monster that we're doing on the hard corner of... And that's what we're doing now. Right. So it's more real estate-driven, and it's just taking a lot of energy. And I could deal with that, too. But, you know, every time we do a project now, it's $3 million. Right, three $3 million investment into our next concept. And another $3 million in June when we do, and that's what it is. So okay, there's so things involved, there's... Yeah, there's, you've got so many so many moving parts. You're, you're, you know, it's like, you ever see the movie The Founder? Yes. Ray, yeah, that, that's, yeah, that's where you are right now, except you're not an asshole. Um, <laughs> you know, that's... Wait, wait. Yeah, that's they, the difference they, between they, you and Ray Kroc. He's a total, a total asshole, but, yeah, I really didn't like what he did to the boys. Uh, he could have done what he'd done and not destroy the boys. That's what, And that's why I said that to you. You know, it's just like Ray Kroc, it's, it's just you're not an asshole. Yeah. You have integrity, and that, that matters. That matters a ton. 
do, do people in your organization feel comfortable speaking up and objecting to things and being very free and open with conversations or ideas and thoughts, or are, do they feel suppressed? Do you know, like, like is your HR, are, are, are you HR-driven, meaning do people really feel comfortable engaging in a healthy conversation with you and with management Hey, I got this great idea for this. Got this great. Idea. Does that culture exist inside your business? Well, it depends in what area you're talking about. Are you talking about in food development, in marketing? What area are you talking about? All of the above. So, uh, not many marketing ideas. Marketing, you got to be a special person to. I mean, a lot of people have good marketing minds, but. To push a marketing agenda, you know, you you got to be an, an out of the box thinker a little bit, you know, and understand. Right. So we don't get much of that. It, it's really just me that pushes marketing ideas, but other type of stuff we get all the time. So creative food uh, that comes from a lot of different people, um, plating, you know, so creative things inside the four walls. Is, is, I think people are, are good with that. Outside the four walls, big picture brands, zero. Okay. Zero. There's not a lot of talk. And, and I under, I kind of understand that, too. I don't know why there would be a lot of talk about that, um, people generally. But I, I think that we're probably more creative early in the earlier days than we are now is my gut feeling. Okay. Uh, just because there's so many more people. When you're sitting at a round table talking about marketing, talking about menu, and there's, you know, six people around the table, you know, it's a lot easier than now <laughs> we have area managers, we have regional managers, we have an HR person. You, you know, we have 500 employees now. We used to, right. I mean, I started when we had seven. See, see, I, I would say that that where you could gain some benefit and traction, and also get some um, some idea generation going internally, which would be very helpful. And I've seen this now from from our other client that I just spoke of earlier. Having having smaller little meetings, micro meetings, maybe where you invite six random employees from from different locations for a lunch say hey i want to take you guys let's go grab lunch and let's have a powwow or let's do an off-site and <clears throat> hear from them y you will find that there are probably within those 500 employees there's probably 10 that would be incredible assets in other areas of the company that you don't know about because you've never asked them the questions and we, we discovered that with this client uh, in michigan there, there was someone there who was just dying to be their internal deployment guide for newsletters and website stuff. And when the questions started being asked, he rose like cream, just sat right on top. And, and you don't know that until you start having those conversations. And I think that could be very, very helpful and healthy for you because you're then opening yourself up to completely new ideas. Joe, the dishwasher, could be the guy who comes up with the greatest idea of 2017, and but he would never say anything because he doesn't feel like it's his place. Mm -hmm. But you invite Joe to a lunch and say, you're one of six people 
I would love to have a conversation about this. I'm sure I am 100% positive that you are correct on that. Okay. I, when you start with seven employees, I was very involved. I knew everybody in the company. I knew everything about them. I knew their strengths. I knew their weaknesses. Probably up to about, you know, 75 people. And then after 75 people and after we've grown, I just lose that connection. And so there's nobody <clears throat> that I think is doing what you're saying. Right. Yeah. So, and that's something, that, that's something that I could certainly do. If, if you position it properly within the company that I'm being brought in as, as the new brand strategy or whatever guy, that would be a, a really, really easy way for me yeah. to connect and start connecting with your employees to really see who the who the rock stars are, who the potential yeah, I, I, rock stars are. I have are. a couple of suspicion, you know, there's a couple of people that I know. And, again, when you're building a company like me and, you, and you're like, oh, well, this guy is really good at this, but, you know, he's store manager. Mm-hmm. But what would he like to be doing more than that is, is obviously the stuff that he's really good at or what his gift is, you know. So we have right. guys like that, too. So they're throughout the company. I just, to me, and we can find those hidden gems and and do all that, but I'm looking for somebody to push our marketing agenda, and especially with social media and things like that, and to grow our brand. And I think that's you. I think that's you. I, I, I know, I know it is. I know it is. But that's, you know, that's and that's not coming from a place of arrogance. It's just coming from I, I, know, I know your brand. I know what you're trying to do with it. I get it, and I also understand the strategy that needs to be deployed to accelerate the so, brand. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll ask a dumb question. Okay. It won't be dumb to you, mm-hmm. but I've asked these questions to my current team. So I'll say. Yeah, so these these um, Instagram people or Facebook people that have like that live in mm-hmm. and have like a million and a half followers. Yep, influencers. Influencers, right? Yep. Wh- why aren't they on our team? Because nobody's asked. <laughs> right. Why aren't they on? See, our see team? the way the way to get. So, so, so here's what here's what happened. Here's what flew me in. One of these divas showed up at our restaurant and took a took a photograph unsolicited in our restaurant. Mm-hmm. She had a million and a half followers. My wife showed me. Do you know who this person is? Said, no, I have no idea. Well, she just checked in at and took a picture. Because they need content too, right? Those people. Right. Do you know who it was, by the way? Um, it was. She had a million and a half Instagram followers. I'm like, how does somebody get a million and a half and why? But it's nonetheless, she has a million and a half. So she's influencing a million and a half people. If we want to get outside of our pond, why aren't we cutting a deal with that person or making some kind of relationship with that person? And people like those people, you know, to try to 
influence people outside our pond. Right. And, and by the way, by the way, that's incredibly easy to do with Instagram. With Instagram, you go to that person's profile. There are three dots in the upper right-hand corner. You click on those dots. It drops down a contact. You can actually directly contact. It's so easy to say, hey, I saw you were in our restaurant. Thanks so much. I appreciate the love. Uh, and that photo, we'd love to have you back again. We're doing a wine sampling on this date. Would you care to come and be our guest? Sure, happy to. Great. That's, That's the answer I'm looking for. Instead, here's the answer I get. Yeah, well, we just refollow them. There's no strategy in that. That's that's just basically us going. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna ride your coattails by becoming a follower. That doesn't that doesn't make sense. But engage All with right, them. So does, you know, doesn't that piss you off? Oh, it. It fucking infuriates me because, it, you know, <laughs> here, here, here I had a request from someone a couple of weeks ago that said, hey, we're, we're trying to bring in some high-level athletes into this thing. Do you know any high-level athletes? Well, I happen to know a few high-level athletes because of all my years in the, in the media world. But the ones that I didn't know that I thought would be a good fit for this, I DM'd directly. And I got a response from within an hour of DMing him. Now, I know people who know I know people who've dealt with I don't know directly, but I got a response within an hour from and he said, hey, here's the person that I want you to contact. Let them know, and we'll get the pieces moving. That's how you use this. Right. And so it, so right now, I'm, I'm, I want to know, like I'm looking while I'm talking to you, I'm looking through your Instagram right now to try to so that I could figure out how to deploy the next move using that 1.25 million person influence to grow the brand. And, and here right. I am on the so phone and I'm like, getting, I'm, my crazy. blood pressure's going up. Yeah. Right. It's so it makes me upset too, because I'm like missed opportunity, right? Yeah. Huge. I mean, unsolicited now, shows up and I can't tell you how many unsolicited people show up to the restaurant and we don't do anything. Like, it doesn't even register. It registers in my brain, but it's too late. And it doesn't go anywhere. Because I'm like, mm. oh, uh, <laughs> the, the team showed up to and had lunch. Like, the team, I hear. They're mm. in the restaurant right now having lunch. Okay. Right. <laughs> so one of them comes once a week and has been, you know, and so we're his place that he likes to come to. So it's just just stuff like that. But, yeah, so I can tell you who the best person is in social media in our company. You want to know who it is? My wife. Yeah. But, see, if she got involved, I wouldn't have a wife anymore. So. (laughs) Uh, But she's she's actually the the best person for social. She understands it all. She asks me things all the time, and that's how I learn. Why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? Why aren't you doing this? Why? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I just <annoyed> you. <laughs> Did you hear that? That's crazy. So you want to think through it a little bit? What I'd like to do, what I'd like to do is, is sit down and look at all the assets for the last 30 days that were produced. I want, I want to see everything that they're doing for you and then, look at, so are they doing, you know, X number of ads per month, X number of visuals per month? Are they writing, is he writing all your emails? Is he sending all your emails? Is he the person okay. that's doing so, all of so those? does all of the emails and 
does all the deployment again, but I think it's just like just like check, 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 checking the boxes. There's no pushing big agenda unless I personally come up with an agenda and then they'll get to work. So the, the, the other angle is is our our wedding stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um and, and, and you and I have talked about this before. Uh, yep. And our, our our strategy for getting additional business on weddings, which, by the way, if we can influence those people in those weddings and all their friends, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we're, we're all we're doing weddings a year, and all the people that go to those weddings. There's got to be some kind of strategy involved in that and all the venues that we go to. And we're just, again, just executing, but we're not strategizing all of that and parlaying right. it into something else. Right. Okay. Well, and we're not, and we're not growing our wedding business anymore either because the, you know, we go to the, we, we, the way we used to do it is we go down to center and, you know, do live cooking down there and do all that. And that was huge for us. It got our name on the map. Okay. But now it's not new anymore. And people don't shop for their weddings at the center anymore. They get online and they do everything online. And we have no online presence. Yeah, you should should be, and, and like I said before, when we talked about strategic deployment, you should be getting in front of them the moment their status changes to engaged. Right. And that's the way to do it. Okay. I need a a strategist, a pusher of an agenda and somebody that's going to open up more avenues, not necessarily somebody who's going to create content. And so what I get concerned about is I get focused on content with you instead of strategy. And and that's not what I want to do. Yeah, this to me is all about strategy. And then the content is a natural byproduct of the strategy. Correct. And the content will come to over time because it's like, okay, the more if we're successful and you're successful, my confidence goes up, and then I let go. When I let go, then, you know, then it gives more control over to just, hey, this guy does it, and that's it. Right. So, but I'm very protective of, it's like, it's no different than we're going through menu changes right now. And we're thinking very, we're very close to putting salmon and and yellowfin tuna on the menu. Okay. Which I think is kind of a big deal. So my head chef is doing it and does a fantastic job. And they're beautiful. And everybody at the round table is, yes, yes, we put it on the menu. And then there's me who says, yeah, you can do it. Are the other people going to be able to do this? Because there's nothing worse than taking a fantastic menu item, putting it on the menu, and then not being able to actually do it in mass production at the end, then F it up, and then you know, charge, you know, $17 for something that is absolute crap because we couldn't pull it off. If everybody can't pull it off, then I can't put it on the menu. 
Right, because, because it's an epic what? fail for them. Yeah, it'll fail the brand, and then it'll tarnish the reputation. Correct. And See, it's it's just like it's just like when and you have to know. I, I was sitting on the sidelines during the air conditioning failure, and I was I was livid. I was livid because people were filleting your brand online in these neighborhood groups, and no one from the restaurant was responding, and no one internally thought to strategically use this air conditioning problem to our advantage. And I'm yelling, I'm going, Jesus, somebody take the fucking reins. Because what you could have done to strategically save people from being pissed and create a conversation that turns an air conditioning problem into a positive was to put a big note on the door that says, hey, folks, our air conditioning is out. But here's what we're going to do for you. You can get your food to go, and we're going to give you a free appetizer just for coming in. Or when the air conditioning came back on and you had your new unit put on top of the restaurant, hey, we've got air conditioning again. Come in today between, you know, 3 and 9 for everyone gets a free appetizer. It's a, it's a you know, the cool-down celebration is on. And now you've taken, uh, you've taken a fucking PR nightmare with a broken air conditioning for I don't know how long it was down. It seemed like it was about a week. Um, about a week. And, and, yeah. And talk about me in the back. <laughs> I was going fucking bananas. It was only, it was only uh, after I saw, the, saw you guys getting beat up on social media in these groups. And, and I didn't that know I you were getting beat up, by the way. So, yeah, well, I, and I know that. I know that because it, so so strategically, there should be someone, whether it's or someone internally, there should be someone who's monitoring. You, you guys have to join every community group. All of these local groups where people are talking about the brand, and here's why, because that is a great place to also get your message out when something goes south. To say, hey guys, we're aware that we have a problem, and and that's when you can turn something that is so negative you know, a, a restaurant without air conditioning. And so you, yeah. but you take that and you turn that, the narrative goes from a negative to a completely 100% positive. And all you get from that is incredible PR and love from fans and new customers who are then exposed to a brand that goes, holy God, these guys give a shit about their customers. Look at what they're doing. Right. That, a completely different story, it, it comes from that. And but you have to be you have to be on top of it the moment something like that happens. And you know that's when when an air conditioning unit goes down. Hey, social team or strategy, we need to. How do we fix this? And you say, okay, here's the here's what we do. You probably lost more business that week than you would have lost in money spent on a free appetizer for anyone who took a takeout order so that they didn't have to sit in a hot restaurant. Yeah, it it uh, it worked fine. Yeah. So, and I'm and I'm sorry that this this is a postmortem conversation, you know, but it is what it is. So, yeah. but now you know, moving forward, you know, which you hey, know about time. It, which which makes me laugh because I didn't even know about it. So, which, yeah. But now now when I tell you I give a shit about your brand, I think you get it. <laughs> no, I I know that you do. It's just we need to figure out how you get compensated and what your role really is. And, um, and I want in the short run to keep my guys because it's going to be cohesive. I I think the probably be okay. Um, whatever he's doing, he'll probably do less is what I see in the future, but 
I don't know that he's doing a whole lot for me anyways. Okay. I know that he cares. Like, he he's going out and taking photos, and his photos aren't usable, really. They're usable mm-hmm. for back-end online ordering because they're big right. photos. Okay. Okay. And and is having a meltdown because I'm sending him a bunch of B photos. So when you go into the back of the house to order food online, I don't need the A plus photograph. A B photograph is probably fine for back end online ordering. But starts taking the B photographs and using them in A situations. <laughs> and that's when I right. And so that's when I got all upset with him. And it's like, you can't do that. And then stupid comment, I'm only doing what I'm told. But, yeah, you know, that kind of Well, and that's, yeah, that's someone who's just not using the, uh, is not taking initiative and trying to figure stuff out and, and think about the brand forward. You know, and, and one of the things for me, I want to see way more of your customers' photos being used throughout the brand because that connects. When a customer sees their amazing Instagram photo of your dish, you want to see those customer photos be utilized yeah, more and not, more because there's no, I mean, we're not parlaying all of, you know, all the energy is coming, I, I think, through me forcing it, you know, what I mean? there's right. No, there's no natural strategic path that's mm-hmm. happening on its own in this massive social environment that we live in where there's just so much stuff integrated right now. We're just continuing to push our own thing, which is just, in my opinion, old news. I think we still need to do it. I still like it because the people that are actually spending money in our place, they're still going about things the old way, too. They just are. They're not super socially savvy, okay? Like, my wife is super social savvy, but my, I, I don't know that people her age are, they're still going to their mailbox and saying, oh, look, I have coupons. For Let's go. They're still doing right, that. But, but has anyone inside your company taken the entire database of customers that are in your email marketing database and published it up to Facebook to see how many of those have a matched social profile yet? Has that been done? I don't think so. I don't know. That's a good question. That's a question for because he would be the one. He's in charge of constant contact, but I highly doubt that that's been done. So yeah, our, because, we're probably at emails is my guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what's your what's your open rate right now, by the way? I, I know you know those numbers. I'm just curious what your open rate is. On our emails? Yeah. I have no idea. Okay. I have no idea. Yeah, I'd love to see your open rate I and your redemption. now because you just said, I know you should know that, but, you know. No, no, don't, don't, don't feel bad. I, I, in my head, I thought that you had known that that number before, and no, so I, that's why I. Asked I, the I think I've been told that, and, you know, I, I don't know, but that you should be able to get that just looking at the stats and constant contact, right? Yeah, we should be able to get into the constant contact and see what your open rate is overall per campaign. Yeah. So you know, recently, and, so in June, I started sending because we have more promotions for summer, right? So I started sending out more emails. And uh, I'm not sure that that actually helped. It may have hurt because I'm sending too many emails. Because we've yep. got, you know, uh, and people don't want a bunch of emails to the point where they're just not even interested in the message anymore because I'm just being a nuisance, right? 
Mm-hmm. You know, I go back to where did these emails come from? They're they're absolutely voluntary emails. I didn't buy the emails. I didn't like crush the emails from some other source. These are people that opted in to get an email from us because they're interested in getting a deal, right. whatever that deal is. So we got some people that we this in June sent us emails like stop sending me so many emails. And so I'm like, you know, like, okay, I don't want to do that. But what happens is like the email that went out this week, we led with chicken parm. And if you scroll down, it talks about taking back Wednesday, which by the way, Taking Back Wednesday has been a phenomenal hit. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Did I talk to you about that? With the manicotti, right? The Taking Back manicotti single serving thing. Yeah, that was this week. And so okay. it started as Taking Back Lasagna, and we, like, sold out in an hour when we first put it out. We did just through our email. We put out Taking Back Lasagna, eight ninety nine, and we were out in an hour. We had so many complaints from people because – we sold out so freaking fast. Mm. We had a lot, too. We didn't have, you know, but we still sold out. I mean, people were lined up out the door to get this take-and-bake lasagna. Wow. It was, it, it was that crazy. So we started doing take-and-bake lasagna uh, every Wednesday, and soon we realized, like, that people aren't going to want to eat lasagna every Wednesday. So we came up with new products. So we have take-and-bake manicotti, take-and-bake chicken parm, uh, take-and-bake... Uh, we, I think we have four or five items, and so we rotate, and we change the name to Take and Bake Wednesday. Right. And so every Wednesday. So, But what we found is is when we advertise just Take and Bake on the emails, people come in, right? But if we have yep. another offer that we put the Take and Bake behind, it's not so successful. So like this week, it's Chicken Parm Thursday, right? And mm-hmm. underneath it, when you scroll down, you see – Take and bake manicotti. Well, we didn't sell much manicotti yesterday. So when you combine the emails and try to do, you know, more than one agenda at a time per email, whatever's second in line doesn't get noticed. Well, and that that's very very consistent with any social media marketing campaign. We we had a, we had somebody yesterday who is a uh, by neurofeedback. They do neurofeedback. But they said, you know, one of the things we want to convey in this ad is we help. So their target audience is women 30 to 55 who can't sleep, are depressed, and have anxiety. And I, and I said, well, that's great, but you can't ha- tackle all three of those in one message. Well, why not? Well, because you have to focus on one pain point. You have to focus on one thing because people get so distracted, so lost, that they lose focus on what it is you're trying to market to them. Same thing with you. If, if the marketing is for take and bake manicotti, then you've got to make that the primary focus and not the chicken parm because now they're like, I, I, I'm, I'm confused. Should I, should I wait and do chicken parm on Thursday or should I do the take and bake manicotti on Wednesday? Eh, you know what? Uh, that's too much for me to decide. I, I'm out. And, and that's right. what happens. Pe- people are just so naturally they – just, they just want to be led. Hold my hand. Show me what I need to get. Take me to here, and then I'm done. It, it makes that. That's why when when people are marketing, landing pages are so critical because it isolates the product or service that's being offered without having the ability to navigate away, jump out. It's it's either you buy or you leave the page. That's you know it's it's a very simple you know yes or no. 
Um, and, and this is and where, that, and that, again, I'm the only one that is going to give honest feedback on that. And nobody else says anything. So they go somewhere else with it. Like maybe there's something wrong or I'm like, no, there's not something wrong. We're just sending out too many messages. Right. You know, and, and so this is where in June, then we, we sent out more than one email, more than one message per week. Then we have a problem that we're sending out too many emails. So we're struggling with that. Right. And so the decision was, oh, well, we'll send out a calendar. And it's like, ah, okay, that kind of works. That solves the problem theoretically. But then, you know, I'm, we're not isolating our marketing. No. And, you're, again, you're only marketing to your internal ecosystem. You're not capturing new audience. Where, whereas if you use – Which that's the biggest problem I feel like we have right now. Yeah, your growth is limited to the to the internal uh, DNA of the company of your of your brand uh, fans already. That's it. Um, whereas if you have an influencer, you, you now have expanded your brand in a way that you can take her and have her do a take and bake. Going, oh my gosh, I just did the take and bake. Blah blah blah. You guys need to go. You know, next week they're going to do take and bake. Blah blah blah. Go get it now or sign up now or whatever it is that the action is that we want her to. Relay to people. So that's, now that's one. Now you're now you're singing magic to my ears, okay? Because that's what I want right there is somebody to to put the pieces together and to execute that, okay? Right. And, and that's just one thing. I know you have plenty of other ideas, but like, how hard would that be to do? I don't know how to do it, but how hard would? It? And it's like I can't ask my wife to do it because then she gets sucked in and yeah. I have no way. Right. I guess I guess then the question that I would have for you, and this is one that that you'll sleep on, is how much do you want me to be? How much time do you want me to invest as your brand strategist? And whatever that looks like, we'll then figure out the logistics of it. If it's, I, I want you to figure out what that looks like for you because I want you to be comfortable with your decision, the financial impact, et cetera just propose something to me that you think is really going to work and what our goals are and what we're going to really do. And let's just go at it. Just tell me what you really think. Well, and I, and And, I will. And, and, and you know, and I have zero filter, zero. Yeah. At the end of the day, I'm going to feel the energy. I'm going to see the energy and it's going to equate to sales. Okay. The only question I have to you is no matter what I wind up proposing to you, and I will give me today is what, Thursday? Let me figure this out through between now and the weekend. I just want to know that if you are in agreement with the proposal, whatever I send to you, that I will have the access to the restaurants, the staff, the people, because I want to be able to take an immersive approach to helping the brand. And in order to do that, I need I need to be I need to be part of the brand. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Whatever it is, I, it, 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 and I'm thinking that we'll I'm sure be able to work something out uh, because I absolutely want to grow our brand and I want to grow it in creative ways that we haven't done before. I I feel like that you're the guy to do that. Okay. Well, and, and I can tell you right now what's killing me, this, and I'll just share this with you because this is something that's been weighing on me for, for you as a brand. 
I want to start seeing, you know how you do your, your specials, your take and base, your this and that? I want you to start creating a weekly online show through Facebook, and it's going to be a show where you're going to show people how to cook certain Italian dishes, and then you're going to post the recipes, and people are going to start following and sharing and talking. And, again, if you look at the footprint of your brand today, as you want to expand the brand and maybe franchise, who knows, wherever you want to go with it, we're now creating social concepts and social proof and, and a strategy that elevates the brand with merely the cost of a good video camera for you to create the content. Okay. I'm, I'm okay with all that. Um, did, did you know that we used to do videos and post them? I do. And unfortunately, you were doing them at a time when video didn't have the – the the gravitas it does today the, the yeah. today video is so critical so critical and if you start producing that content regularly and then now that snapchat allows links you can start growing that brand pushing people from platform to platform start picking up the kids telling their parents mom dad let's go to tonight so we can have meatballs and spaghetti because this is you just start changing the dynamic of the entire conversation about your company, about your restaurant. I'm open to any and all ideas. I, I, I really want your strategy mentality, um, and and that's why I really want to compensate you is through your strategy. If we get to a point where uh, we need additional content and we need to do it, then we can come up with that as something different, but I don't want you to include content into your uh, proposal to me. Okay. I just want it to be. You want me, you want me as the strategist period. And that's totally fine. I feel like it'll probably develop into content. So I'm not against content, especially if we can't do the content, but I'm going to have a lot of questions about content and, and how the creativeness is. And mm -hmm. before, I, it's just like, okay, you guys, I can see that you guys can do yellowfin tuna in a really good way, but I still have a lot of questions on how we're really going to execute this and portray this to the client. Right. And so it's just, it's not just, okay, go ahead, and then you're off into content world and not what is the overall strategy of how we're moving. Right. My brain tells me, hey, Am I going to go get yellowfin tuna? The answer is hell no. Like, why would I go to where I get spaghetti and meatballs and chicken parm to go get yellowfin tuna? Right. Okay. So there's mental obstacles with it. So I want to stay focused on what we're really, really good at, and that's right. creating value and using fresh ingredients and, you know, all that stuff. But I really want a, a person that's going to strategize on how we're going to move into the future, and I think that's you. So okay. um, whether it's Yellowfin or something, I don't know if that's actually going to happen. We're working with it. But, you know, when you launch a new product, create something that gives it some push, that makes people go, oh, wow, check this out. This is, you know – it's an engagement. It's an engagement. And all, every piece, you need to think of, of 
as a media company that happens to be a restaurant. And the more you keep that mentality in the forefront of your thinking, the faster you're going to win. You're a media company that happens to have a restaurant. <laughs> Here, here's the funny thing. We're, we're also a real estate company that happens to be a restaurant also. So there's the rough. <laughs> so you're absolutely correct. The media, in my mind, our media has to grow. We have to do something with the media. You know, I'm not the guy to do it, yet all the ideas come from me. Okay. I will sit down this weekend, figure out what it looks like, what, what would work, how much time we can dedicate to this. I mean, you're going to get my full attention when we're working together, obviously. And I will get back to you by Monday. Perfect. Sounds great. Okay. Yeah. Well, nice I'm talking to you, Ken. Yeah. You too. And I'm, uh, and I'm glad you reached out to me and I'm, uh, and I'm super excited to, uh, to work with you, as you know. Good. Sounds great. I'm excited too. So, all right. Have a great weekend. Okay. Podcast listeners, thank you so, so much for listening to this. Hey, if you ever want to connect with me, you can do it at Spanky Moskowitz on Instagram. You can look me up on Facebook and, of course, on Snapchat. And please, when you're on iTunes, give this thing some five stars because I want to grow this sucker, okay? Thanks.